Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. I'm excited. Why's that? We have an apparel sponsor, Parry Athletic. Such good gear. It's incredible. I've been enjoying it. Bro, George came through, messaged us on the Instagram, said he's been following our program for ages. He's getting stronger and more mobile. And he's got this cool gear company called Parry, and he wants to send us some stuff. And he told me that his mission was to create the best pair of training shorts ever. Yeah, he wanted something that he could lift and roll in that could accommodate thick, muscular thighs and hips. And that suits us. Speaks to us. Also, what I like is I love the colorful design. It actually looks really cool. I am the most colorful dude on the mats these days, hands down. Yeah, you get that kind of expression feel. A lot of other jiu-jitsu gear is kind of a bit boring. Yeah, it's all like grays and blacks and shit. This stuff is the color and the vibrancy. It makes you stand out. The thing that I've loved about it is just it feels good. It feels good. It looks good. And you, ladies and gentlemen, can get a discount if you go to parryathletics.com. When you go to check out, put in the code BULLETPROOF20 and you get 20% off. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Bulletproof, the BJJ podcast. Is BJJ healthy for you? Question. It's a tough one because it's sold as being healthy. The BJJ lifestyle is people think it's healthy. I mean, we're kind of selling it. We are. I'm slanging that shit. We are. I mean... Do it, bro. uh, Come train, you'll love it. Yeah, jiu-jitsu is a good thing, but there's some unhealthy habits within it. It's kind of baked in. And we need to unpack that because I think sometimes we accept things as being, ah, it's all in the name of the art but it might, be, it might be not as good for us as we think. Mm. So let us unpack. Um, here's the thing. Um, this, this came up recently because there was, it was actually I'm a nerd of podcasts and I was listening to a business podcast and they were trying to talk about health as if it was a new thing. And it's like, you guys are idiots. Because they spend all the time talking about money and investing and they're like, no guys, we need to talk about health. But the, the interesting statement, which I felt was very relevant, was... One of the gentlemen who was there said, health is the table upon which everything else sits. Mm. Doesn't matter what you do, business, fam, everything. As soon as that collapses, everything else falls away. So this is true of BJJ, but we do stuff because we really want to get good at this thing we love, but long term it may be uh, some unhealthy habits. So I thought what we do is we get into... How is it that we do this? How is it that we accept certain things which are not necessarily good for us and why? Could you highlight some of these unhealthy habits? Like what, what sort of, are you talking physical, mental? Bit of, bit of all. Chicken oriental, mate. Yeah, a bit, of, bit of all, bit of all. Okay. So the, the first thing I'm, I'm going to say here is that more is better. And I understand that when you first start jujitsu, you do need to get a bunch of training in to learn. But the business model of BJJ is built on show up more, be here more. More, 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 more. When actually, that's not actually what's good for you. And yeah, you, you want to get a certain amount of, of training in and we've talked about that. But if you ask your coach, they'll be here, just show up. Just be here tomorrow. Be here tomorrow. Look at that guy. He's really good. He trains all the time. But if you actually go in there and unpack that person's private life, it's probably a fucking mess. Like the person who is on the mats 24-7 doing that gym rat life, they're not necessarily that healthy. They might have great jiu-jitsu skills, 
you don't want their life per se. Yeah. So we want you to be healthy because we want you to be able to enjoy this for as long as possible. Because recently we did a poll. The preference was... We did, yeah. What was the preference there, Joe? Yeah, I asked people, this is on Instagram, just ask people what they're... What the fuck did I ask them? What did, what did they want the most? Yeah, what's most important to you? Yeah. That's right. And it was um, like get stronger, like feel stronger on the mats, avoid injuries or reduce injuries, longevity... Win, roles. win more roles. I voted win more roles. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got to roll though to win. Oh, well, I mean, you only have to roll enough <laughs> to win. <laughs> how many wins do you need? I mean, how much do I have to roll to win? Like, yeah, exactly. Well, how many like wins once? do you need to yeah. say you're winning? I mean, ask that question. <laughs> um, but but what, it, was, what, it was, yeah, it was interesting to me that the, the vast majority of people were longevity yeah. and then second was injury. None of it, and this is our people, right? But yeah. no, this is our people on Instagram, so it's not a cross section of everyone. But um, no one really cared about winning roles. No one really cared about feeling stronger on the mats. No. And I was kind of coming at it from a bit of a marketing point of view because I'm like, what is it? Yeah, what like what hits with people? What do they care about? Yeah. And I thought, um, yeah, I thought it was very interesting that 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 was. I thought one that showed great maturity in the majority of people because I don't think. And it also maybe shows that our people are a little bit older. Maybe. Right? Because that, that should be my next question. Um, because I don't think you're thinking about longevity so much when you're, you know, when you're 21. Like it's, you're just doing it and you want to just smash. Sure. But I think we could say that the vast majority of people who are coming to jiu-jitsu now, even though we have plenty of people starting younger, if you look at the size of competitions, there is far more people at World Masters than there is at Worlds. Which tells you that people, even though they're older, they still want to compete. They still want to get that vibe. Yeah. And the, the comp is literally four times the size. There's more older people doing jiu-jitsu than there is younger people. Yeah. That's very clear in the numbers there from the master's division at least. So w- what I wanted to say to that is the, the idea that just training more and all the time is, is actually a bit of a myth. And it's actually really bad for you. Like more is better is this kind of, it's not even greed. It's just that, well, if three sessions is good, well, then five has got to be better. Yeah. And actually that's not true. There is a point of diminishing return. Now we did go into this in dosages, but I want to make this super clear. You're not going to get this advice from your coach. Your coach will tell you to train more, right? And what we, and this, you know, it's hard to like, backtrack and see this but generally if i ask somebody hey like when you got that injury were you training a lot you know and and most people will say yeah i was training a fair bit and i say yo were you stretching or lifting no almost always no yeah or i skipped warm-up or there's a critical mistake in there that takes a big volume of training and tips it over the edge into injury town yeah and then it's enforced time off and i think Part of the speaking to that longevity question, you know, people saying they wanted longevity, you find this thing you love, you just want to keep doing it. You just want to keep enjoying it for as long as you physically can, whatever that looks like. And more is better actually undermines that and injury is minus. If we could say zero is healthy, this is how I look at it at least. If even playing field is um, zero and strong and, uh, you know, powerful and athletic is plus five, plus 10 from there. If you're sick, you're on a kind of minus two, minus three. If you're injured, like you rupture a ligament, you're on minus 10. Yeah. And then you got to have the surgery or do whatever you got to do, get way back up to f- minus five. And then you're kind of in the, re- you're not quite good. You're still a bit sore. 
you've got to get back to healthy before you can go to performance. And so much of what we do in the name of getting better takes us to minus. And that's why I think more is better is a, a very good example of jujitsu fuckery. I had someone text the other day through Instagram um, in regards to this. I just wanted to see if I kept the – I took a screenshot of it. You had mentioned just before something which I thought was very interesting mm. relevant to BJJ's success. And we – even though in that poll you are saying people didn't vote win more roles, I definitely did. I was part of the 1% who voted win more roles because that's all I care about. There's, I guess, a, a thought progression, which you, you were stepping me through before, Joe, which, which would be good to speak on. Oh, yeah. And let me, let me, go, here. Let me go there in a sec. Yeah, so a fellow messaged through on Instagram and said, um, it's just a random message. We get these a lot and we really appreciate them. Said, I took your advice in September 2022. I cut down the gi, switched into no, no gi classes, two-hour sessions, three times a week minimum. Unless I'm ill or injured, I was there. A huge development in movement, fundamentals, and understanding BJJ in general. He then goes on to say, like, um, you know, I, um, I'm not chasing belts, blah, blah, blah. You know, and that's sort of a bit out of the, what I care to share now. But um, Hard to chase belts if you're not wearing them. That's right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, shout. Um, but, yeah, basically, you know, just saying, hey, I took your advice and I did less. Cool. You know, and still saying you was training two hours a t- uh, for a session. It's a big that's, session. That's a big session. You know, but like three times a week. And that's, and there really is this, like you said earlier, a really a point of diminishing returns where, yeah, you could argue that with jujitsu, there is some benefit to being there all the time. It's other benefits. But really, if we're looking at skill acquisition and physical development and your ability to recover and show up fresh and... Mm be focused and be able to pay attention, all of that is reduced when you're training every single day. Yeah, this idea of, of like, oh, that's really, oh, I'm doing, people want to talk about it, right? Like people want to, yeah, I did this and I competed in this tournament and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And, and it's really important for people's story once you identify as a BJJ person to be talking about it. You know, same thing with like- As ice, you identify as bars. an app owner. <laughs> it's like me identifying as anything yeah <laughs> youtuber <laughs> just ask me <laughs> but basically uh, the algorithm <laughs> <laughs> let me talk to you <laughs> about fintech uh no i think craig jones was saying something about people who do jujitsu and people do ice bars they're just going to tell you about it all the time it's true yeah you know like yeah. it's something you always want to talk yeah. about people who are not eating meat people who are eating, eating meat, meat people who crossfit we yeah. just we just want to put it out there but speaking, yeah, to that, the, you asked about that point I made earlier. The win, talk to talk to me about this idea of winning, because even though we may not be very open about it, when we're rolling, most of us are not rolling to lose. Correct. We don't go in there with that mindset. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I I was thinking about this as we were having the discussion before the show. Uh, I taught a course, a coaching course, over the weekend, and in this course, I often like I'm talking about, you know my training methodology, this fight, lift, move thing, this jungle alliance thing. And, and, you know, naturally it's gym work. We're comparing to like, Hey, big gyms, CrossFit, you know, boot camps, all this stuff. And I'm, I'm making comparisons so that people can contextualize where we stand from a principle and value perspective. Anyway, CrossFit's a great example. CrossFit is on paper. And for people who know CrossFit, they'll be able to follow this. For anyone that doesn't, you'll, you'll learn. Hopefully CrossFit on paper is great. It's really, 
well-rounded. It covers like a really large array of physical attributes and it's a complete system. But it also has this reputation for people getting injured, right? And when you boil it down, when you strip away all of the exercise choices and all of that stuff and you go, what is it that, that is really of value within a 60-minute CrossFit class? What is of value is doing the workout in the shortest time possible or completing the most amount of repetitions within more. a given time frame. More. More, right? It is, and whether this is conscious or not, and it's actually conscious, like this is explicit. It says, complete four rounds for time, for time, like as quick as possible. So it's like fucking on, where's the clock? Three, two, one, let's go, right? When your priority is doing the thing as quick as possible, then naturally there's going to be a reduction in quality. Yes. And this is where on paper it looks really good, but in, in practical terms, and no offense to any of the CrossFit fans out there, like love you guys, love the thing, I, I've done it myself, big fan. But, you know. Whatever, for, stop keeping, stop keeping. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. But so, you know, when you, when you prioritize speed, you, there's a reduction in quality, right? Now, this, is, this opens up the whole thing for injury, right, for the regular person. Because, like, I'm now trying to go fast. I've reduced my, the quality of my technique. You guys can see where that ends. In jiu-jitsu, we have an implicit value, which is win, mm. right? It's implicit because the coach doesn't say, I don't want you to lose this round. Do not get tapped. Yeah. But it's kind of implied within the culture don't fucking lose. Yeah. Right? Like when you, like, don't tell me, quit. tell me, I'm sure people can identify with this kind. You talk to the coach about, oh, I went to an open mat the other day or I went and visited another gym. How'd you go? How'd you go? <laughs> right? How do you go with so and so? Or you say, you know, or you tell them, oh, I rolled with that person, that, like, that person from that yeah. other gym that we kind of talk about. Yeah. And they'll be like, did you tap him? Yeah. And that's like in that exchange, they're implying the most important thing right now is that, or in that role is that you didn't lose. Yeah. Right? Now, oh, they didn't tap me. Yeah. Classic. They pass your guard? No. Well, I mean, they might have, but like, oh, who cares? Shit. Guard passing's not worth shit anymore. I triangled them, but. Yeah. You know. um, so there's, so this implicit thing, and of course, there's people that are like, I don't train like that, and there's coaches that are really not of that thing, but I would say the, the prevailing jiu-jitsu culture is win, mm. right? And so in that way, if the main, if the top value is winning the roles, i.e. not losing, then naturally when you're in a bad position and someone's cranking on your ankle, like trying to heel hook you, but you're like, I think I can get out of this. Mm. You were going to cop some damage yeah, because you don't want to lose. Yes. And you're going to eat a bit of damage. And now, of course, we can all recognize that that's an essential characteristic of being competitive. And if you want to compete, you've got, you got, you got, you know, you got to be that person that can eat a bit of damage. But like, that's a terribly unhealthy behavior for someone who's trying to stay in the game for a long time and I don't know, maybe doesn't have a lot of experience or, you know, you're not out there to be a killer. You just want to engage with jujitsu. Yeah. You know, in your life to the best of your ability. And where does that go? Yeah. So winning kind of equals not tapping in some ways equals taking damage. Yeah. Cause we all measure the role by that. Right. Sure. Like, Oh yeah. Like a, yeah. Like there was, it was tough, but like I, I tapped them. And they yeah. didn't. They only tapped me once, or they didn't tap me. It's like you're 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 stating you notched that up as a win for you. If it was win or loss, you yeah. know, some you know, not everyone talks like that, but I, I know I have many sure, times, and yeah. you know, like it's it's part of the thing. And when you're 
I think when you're earlier in the journey too, you don't know better. You haven't taken as much damage, so you're kind of more laissez-faire. Yeah. You're kind of like, oh, it's just, it's all part of the casca grossa, like tough skin, be a tough human, right? We don't want to appear to be weak. I think that's another thing too, that there's this kind of, um, it's kind of understated, but in a similar way, being like toughness is very valued in jujitsu. Yeah. Like it's definitely respected. Yeah. Like, whoa, that guy took a beating. Didn't complain. Just keeps getting in there. You're like, yeah, like a dog. Like, yeah, get it. Now, don't get me wrong. I value it too. I really value it, especially if I'm rolling someone and I beat the shit out of them and they don't complain. I'm stoked. In the same way. You're a good person. Yeah, you're, you're stoic as fuck, but you need to go to the psychologist. Um, no, but I, if I get my ass kicked, I won't complain about it. But that's because I really have spent enough time to understand that that's, that is part of what jiu-jitsu is and I'm willing to accept it. But what I'm not willing to accept is having it fuck up the other parts of my life and that's why I do train less than I used to. I have put a bigger priority on health and hence do less jiu-jitsu. So when people ask me, oh, how do you stay healthy, man? Like, you move so good. I don't train as much as you, man. Like I, I train heaps of other stuff. I'm doing my flexibility training. I'm doing my lifts. I'm, I'm, I'm out there. I'm walking. I'm drinking heaps of water. I'm being healthy as fuck. You are not. And that's why you might be better at certain jiu-jitsu techniques, but ultimately I'll bounce back quicker. I'll feel better sooner because I'm doing less. Yes, yeah. but better. And, and this is the thing. I, I think that for the most part, when you get caught up in the dogma of you know, w- winning and, and train more. And, and, and even if you're not someone who considers yourself a, a competitor, the Pohada mentality is kind of pervasive because when you look at all the best people, they're always training. So you're like, well, i got to be like them. Yeah. And then the next thing is... And they never tap. No. And they no. fucking... <laughs> put, like they push to the dying moment. Yeah, you see it, right? And steroids. <clears throat> It's so pervasive in BJJ. The acceptance of steroids in popular culture through Instagram is one thing, but the use of steroids in BJJ is crazy. And, uh, I mean, obviously, when uh, Mika Galvam got popped, I had a guy fighting hard in the comments going, but that's what the doctors told him to do. And that's healthy when you're a 19-year-old vegan. And I was like, bro, it's a sport that's tested. He got tested, which means he broke the rules. And therefore, he copped the suspension. That's how it works, right? And so, there's and many... It's, and it's not healthy. Like, the, no. the last thing you need is a 19-year-old. 19-year-old, right? You had your maximum production of... I get it. ...anabolic hormones. Yeah, if you're 56 <clears> years <throat> old and you had a career of sport and life and now you've got some money and you want to get on that TRT and go full Randy Couture or Joe Rogan, fuck, good luck to you. Do it. I mean, that's fine. But I, what, the thing that I feel is really unhealthy here is it's very short-term thinking. And we all accept, and this is something I actually said at the seminar the other week, we all accept that getting a BJJ black belt takes a long time. So this is cognitive dissonance. We understand that to achieve a long-term goal, it's going to take a big investment. Yeah. But we act in the short term. Right. You know, we're like, I got, yeah, but I've got to be good now. But I've got this comp coming up. But it's all short term. <laughs> and so it is a bit of a sad irony and it's very unhealthy. I mean, I do it. I'm, I'm impatient. I still have the long term in mind when I when I plan my goals, but my kind of medium to short term goals, I always want to get there quicker. 
but none of it involves steroids. And what I'd say is, at least unfortunately in the w- for the rest of us watching, <laughs> just sorry, I can't do be it, that rich piano fucking uh. free show. I can't do it for you. Sorry, I'm just do it aesthetically. Do it C-bomb style. Well, how about you, bro? I mean, my you? time's coming. All right, but you know, you're the one like doing the strongman thing. Yeah, but, you know? I, but I think you should. Yeah, just the, re- chasing I think the you thickness. Recreational. I've already got it. I don't. I don't. Uh, need what if steroids. I told you I was already using? I'd be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got the genetic potential, the desire. I got kids now, bro. My I, life's changed. Bro, yes, you know. No, no, no. I think you're. I think you're right for it, Joe. I think you, <laughs> you could be that next. I'd be the next C bomb. I tell you, you could what. be that TRT. I got the daddy. look, especially with this. I'll be the next next Mike Mensa oh, you with this mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. But I'm going to say this right now. I have heard of some pretty sad stories of coaches promoting steroids to young athletes right like if you want to be the best now you need to get on this now like you're 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 15 you're 16 you need to know if you want to be a world champion when you're 20 years old you need to cycle on now right and this is fucked this is beyond comprehension because even in the world of if bodybuilding you know i i had a few big guys in the gym approach me when i was younger and say hey man you want to get on something like nah dude i can't afford anything I can barely afford protein. I'm not going to buy drugs. Um, but I, I think this is the thing that it's so much more accepted now. you got Craig Jones, you know, being like, I couldn't have won my ADCC medals without testosterone. <laughs> Here's my QR code. Like, I love the way he's still, like, it's still grey. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, yes, but maybe not. Yeah. You know? But, but, the, like, but it's you, open about it. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the thing about it is masterful. Yeah, but take me take us away from steroids though, because I think that that's extreme end. I don't think it's extreme. Well, it's I, not extreme, but I would say like ninety percent of the people listening probably haven't been exposed to it. As in, like, hey, you should try this. No, but you may have seen someone in your gym who's on gear. I think that's yeah. more, far more common. Yeah, yeah. You're either seeing a younger person with body acne, which is a bit intense. Yeah. Or you're seeing an older dude, and you're like, "Fuck, he's so ripped and jacked. Yeah. How's that possible?" Then that puts it into your mind that, oh, that's part of this thing. I mean, steroids has always been a part of jiu-jitsu culture. It's just far more open now. Yeah. So I just wanted to say this is more of a mentality. It's a, it's, a, it's a questionable health mentality, which is we know that this is a long-run game, but we're still acting in the short term. Yeah. And that can speak to the winning thing and the – Yeah, yeah. You know, all, all of that. Um, the other thing I want to say, which is just a function thing – I believe jiu-jitsu classes are too long. I think training for more than 90 minutes is actually not good for us. Especially Wait, are there many classes that are longer than 90 minutes? Uh, people, I mean, people are at the gym more than 90 minutes. Okay. So for some people, yeah. Some people are training two hours, like our guy, right? Right, yeah. So there so are the people jiu-jitsu class, do it. They, they tend to be, but it's people who stay, stick around and do extra. Yeah, but double. even 90 minutes is almost too long, I would say. Because there's plenty of information to suggest if you're doing really high intensity activity, you can only really keep it up for about an hour, whether that's lifting, sprinting, whatever it might be. Now, there's plenty of people out there who maybe, you know, whatever, jujitsu, you have a roll, have a rest round, do whatever. That's right, fam. You can keep it up, maybe, right? But I think what people are probably underestimating, because a lot of people train at nighttime, I'd be really interested to do a poll actually to work out how many people are the 6 a.m. warrior versus how many people are the lunchtime killer? Yeah, I mean... Night class. I think night class would be the majority of people. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, it's always. I think that's always the busiest section, isn't it? Yeah, they're the biggest classes. Look, I feel uh, just to uh, to push back on that a little bit. The you know most like you do a ninety minute class, or it's usually like half of it's a pretty low intensity warm up, followed by technique, which is not. It's mentally taxing, maybe, but the actual the high intense physical parts only the rolling, which might be the last thirty minutes, last forty five at best. Yeah, I'm still going to say that. That's I know plenty of people who roll for an hour. And they don't roll well for an hour. Right. And they're not competitive. But I don't think that would be the norm. That's no, how, that's well, I mean, we, we're speaking into the air here. I mean, phew, we could put it in the comments, find out. I know some classes where they only roll for 10 minutes. Yeah. And I'd say it's not enough. I'd say half an hour might be the sweet spot. But this is the other thing, and this is the change I made, is I don't do night classes anymore, unless I can avoid it, unless judo, judo only is mainly night classes if I, if I do that. So that's, that's the hard thing, right? You've got to go to class when class is on. But I believe that training hard at night is really unhealthy in terms of what it does to your diet, does to your sleep, and does to your head. Uh, I mean, maybe it's just me, but we, there's so many memes about it, it must be true. The, the thing that it just ticking over in your mind, like you're lying there trying to sleep, mm. it's got the brain, it's like, hey, you almost asleep? It's like, I'm trying. Your God sucks. <gasps> Lying there at night, eyes staring open. Uh, if I, I would play out always after class what happened in class and it would be really hard to calm down kind of my monkey mind, mm. so to speak. Exercising late at night, getting the adrenaline up super high. I think all this stuff, even though... I agree, but I think it's, it's beneficial. I think it's a lot of people don't have the choice. Sure. You know, full-time job, kids in school, morning, whatever yeah, it's like. Morning classes are there though. For a lot of people, yeah, but you know, like sometimes um, there's a, I mean, there would be a lot of people for which that's just not a, an option as well. I think I, I think that you, yeah, I think I personally prefer not to train nights for all of those reasons you mentioned. But uh, you know, for a long time, it was kind of that's all that's all you had. Yeah, yeah, that's all you were able to do. Yeah. And yeah, obviously, we want to encourage you to do jujitsu. But I'm actually going to say I believe a shorter class is a better option. Because recently, I was speaking to a young guy who trains, trains a lot. I mean, he's 16, that's fine. He trains a long time and he's just feeling sore all the time. And it's fine. He's young. He can get away with it. But I'm like, how do you feel? He's like, I feel sore and fucked. And I'm like, that's not... He accepts that. He's like, nah, this is, this is what jiu-jitsu is when you train a lot. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but maybe you could train just a bit less and feel a bit less fucked. I think that's what people don't... When you say shorter class, what sort of duration are you talking, JT? I'm talking like probably 10-minute warm-up, 10 minutes of a little bit of knowledge and do the thing, specific and roll. Like how long would that class be? An hour, max. Right. But majority of it would be rolling or specific training, like active drills. Yeah. A lot less of this fucking 40 minutes of I sit here, the coach does that. Like I just feel like that's not a very good way to learn. Yeah. That's just my take on it. We won't get too hard into that. But I, I think once you hit a critical point of understanding, like one technique, here's the thing, we're all doing it, all right, let's get after it. And, and try and get people to initiate it in various scenarios of resistance. But I think an hour, same with the gym. I think this is another thing too. People try and take that hardcore jujitsu mentality and apply it like how many people have we had go oh yeah but i'm i don't feel that tired after doing that bulletproof session what else can i do yeah 
bro, do the I must be doing something wrong. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it's the, the program's designed to not completely fuck you because we also know that you will do jujitsu. They'd be like, how can I add in bench press though? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause I, like, like don't. <laughs> After you finish the exercises, you walk over to the bench and you do bench press. That's how you had it in. <laughs> if you want, or get the fuck out the gym and get on with your life. No, I, I, I think this this is the thing. We take the philosophy of JT, JT becoming the F45 of jiu-jitsu. <laughs> get the BJJ45. Get the fuck out of here. No, no, no. I mean, obviously some sessions are longer and if I'm in the gym and I'm taking my time about it, I could be in there a bit longer. But I believe that the idea, same thing, more is better, training longer is better. This is actually really, it's a, it's a myth. There's no evidence to support training a long time or doing way more is better. I, I think this is jujitsu fuckery. It's just something that we go, oh, coach said. Well, I actually don't think that necessarily a coach is really well informed to tell you to do that. Coach said, but yeah, I think that comes down from all of the higher belts. This is what they did. Yeah. Right. And then that's kind of the thing. It's like, well, you just show up as much as you can and you will end up one day becoming a black belt. It's kind of true, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's the best way to do it. True. Because also if you look at all those cats, they're all pretty riddled with injuries too. Yeah. And obviously we don't want to be too negative on it, but it's like the other thing that I want for people is that they get out the other side of their jiu-jitsu career and they're not completely fucked. Yeah. You, you know, you're not Tony Ferguson. You know, like we don't... How dare we don't. you, bro? He's fine. Hey, man. <laughs> the FBI are in my walls. I smashed all the walls. I could hear them. They're tracking me. Yeah, all right, cool. Take your meds, Tone. Much love, respect. I hope you get better soon. Here's the biggest problem. We don't tend to look at... Uh, we don't shine a light on how wrecked people's bodies get in jiu-jitsu. And I'm not trying to turn this into that chat. All I wanted to say is we do know that's where it can go. We, we, we do know that if you push really, really hard and neglect yourself, that you can end up really crippled. But we all think it won't happen to us. Same deal with death. Won't happen to me. Like, yeah, tomorrow, next week, whenever, 20 years from now. No, it's, it's, it, you, it's most likely to happen to you. You're putting yourself in the fire. So what I wanted to say with this is part of having a healthy approach to BJJ is it is only the smallest part of our lives considering everything we do. So if we think if you prioritize your health, you're going to have a better experience of jujitsu. That's where I really want to take this. And I mean, we're pretty lucky. Our lives are pretty healthy. And so therefore I feel we've had longevity in BJJ. So when people say, oh, what do you do? I'm like, very boring, man. Go to bed on time. <laughs> you know, Eat my protein, eat my vegetables, lift my weights. Like I, I think that's the thing that for the best part, people just try to add jujitsu on top and then that's really hard thing to do if you haven't got that healthy lifestyle. All right, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. We encourage you to be healthy. Let's keep it healthy and you'll have better BJJ. Peace.